But tomorrow is election day. It's an off year for for many elections, but elections are being held nonetheless. Uh, one of our guests that comes on the program every now and again, uh, Assemblyman Robert Auth, he's up tomorrow uh, for election. There's a big election tomorrow in New Jersey. And we've got elections all over the place, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Seattle, uh, Washington, I should say. There's uh, plenty of elections going on. New York City's having a big city council election tomorrow. Um, very, very uh, exciting time. See what type of uh, bellwether we can get for elections to come to see if things change. Kentucky has a bunch of stuff. Abortion is on the ballot in a bunch of places. And uh, I want to get into a lot of that stuff um, right now with our guest. He's a former city council candidate. He was on the ballot until some shenanigans happened. And we probably want to get to that straight away just to make sure we know exactly what happened with uh, Michael Ragusa. I know him as Mike Ragu. He used to host a show called The Sunday Sauce. Mike Ragu, welcome to the program, brother. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And I still do actually host The Sunday Sauce. I took a little break when I was running, but... uh... You know, if anybody wants to catch up to sundaysauce.com, we have brand new episodes that just came out. So I hope everyone can check it out. All right. Sunday sauce. Good stuff. All right. So Mike Ragu, um, a little, a little bit ago, uh, what was that? Like 10 days or something like that. You were on the ballot. We were pushing hard. And then all of a sudden you weren't on the ballot anymore. Uh, what happened there? Talk to us. So. So basically, um, I had a fundraiser in March. Uh, actually, I was, I've been off the ballot since April. Uh, I had a fundraiser in March, and um, there was four Republicans on the ballot at the time because, you know, it was for primary season. And yeah. uh, one of the Republicans running against me sent uh, a kid, not a kid, he's like a man, and, um, you know, uh, he, he's not, how can I say this? He's not mentally there. There's rumors that he's autistic, whatever. Um, so I was giving, he said he wanted to volunteer for petitioning. So I said, all right, no problem. I gave him the petition papers. Uh, he, he did give them back to me a week later. My campaign manager at the time, who is literally probably the dumbest man alive, didn't even check any of the signatures and he turned, and he turned it into the board of, uh, elections and when it was due. And two days later, I'm in every single Metro newspaper saying that I forged signatures, this and that blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, it comes to find out that this kid was used by one of the, the Republicans who were in, on the ballot, which was not Ari Kagan, who, who won the primary. It was actually Avery Pereira, who had zero chance. But that's another story. He sent this kid in, used an autistic kid to uh, forge signatures. And that I had to just, you know, I had to get off the ballot because I believe in election integrity. And, uh, you know, I think election should be fair. So I didn't want to, you know, damage any reputation or anything like that. Wow. So you had you had an opponent of yours, a political opponent, uh, got somebody to go and pose as a volunteer of yours to help you collect signatures for your petition to get on the ballot. They were submitted to the Board of Elections and then um, they themselves went and called and said, hey, look, these these uh, these signatures aren't legit. And um, they said, OK, what happened? You realized that you'd gotten bamboozled here by this guy putting somebody into your camp and voila, you're mm-hmm. off the ballot. That mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, they were real threatened by me, Rich, unfortunately, because uh, I, I was never been a politician. You know that we met, uh, you know, I, I, I love my community. I outraised everybody in the first round of fundraising, including my opponent, Justin Brennan, who's the Democrat. And I was also the first city council candidate ever 
endorsed by former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. So they were very threatened and they really wanted me off the ballot. That's usually how it works. You know, you use the system. That's what's happening. The weaponization of government at so many different levels uh, here. They use a little deception to do the same exact thing. And it's what we're seeing happen to Trump in the courts. What we saw happen to Trump when he was in the White House. Uh, it, it's happening in, in so many different ways it, that it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, you see it happening to parents who uh, speak up at school board meetings. They're weaponizing law enforcement against parents. Uh, they weaponize mm-hmm. the IRS against people. I mean, you, you name it, it's happening. And it's it's uh, sickening, to be honest with you. But Mike Regu, tomorrow's a, a big city council election in New York. And uh, I know that uh, Councilwoman Vicky Palladino is on the ballot and others. Mm-hmm. How do you think mm-hmm. Republicans are going to fare versus Democrats in tomorrow's election? So I'm not worried about uh, Vicky Palladino and Nina Vernikoff because they're both obviously up for re-election. Um, I know Vicky Palladino personally. She's she's a great woman. She does many things for her community. She's very well respected. She keeps her word. Um, you know, if you need anything, you call her and she'll take care of it. Uh, I used to be a fan of, of Ina. I'm not really much of a fan of hers anymore because, uh, you know, long story for another day. But uh, I know she's very heavily favored in her community as well. And uh, she's been coming out with a bunch of post stories about her, how she gets harassed and and she concealed carries and, and all that stuff. You know, so sure, I'm not really worried about her. Uh, but my district where I was running, it's Ari Kagan, who's a former Democrat turned Republican. But he and then he, he's he's versing Justin Brennan, who is the worst of the worst, the left of the left. He He's like AOC, but the male version. And uh, that's yeah. the district that I'm really I'm really concerned about, to be honest with you. Now, is this a seat that's currently, is it a vacant seat? Is it uh, currently held by a Republican or is that the incumbent? No. So as you know, there was a redistricting, redistricting this year. And um, basically, Justin Brennan, his district changed. It just used to be Bath Beach, Dyka Heights, and Bay Ridge. Now it has, it has Coney Island oh, and Bensonhurst. So now it has Coney Island, Bensonhurst, Bay Ridge, no Dyker anymore, and Bath Beach. Uh, so Ari Kagan was the councilman in district 47, which was Coney Island. So now they're fighting over Coney Island and, uh, Ari switched parties in December and announced he was running for reelection in the same race I was running against. And, you know, at first I was really upset about that because like, who's going to vote for a traitor that switches parties. But then I actually looked into Ari and I actually spoke to him and, you know, he, he's always been called a moderate Democrat. And as a matter of fact, he wasn't very liked in city council by the Democrats because he was too Republican for, for them. So I guess that's why he switched. So, um, you know, I met with Ari. He's, he's a nice guy. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a Republican. Um, I, don't, he, I don't know why he was a Democrat in the first place, but he's given Justin a run for his money. I mean, you know, this guy, Justin Brennan, he's done horrible things. He abused an autistic person. And he got to the, the city, uh, had to settle with him and former councilman Vinny Gentile for $850,000. He's denying that uh, he was in the lawsuit because he wasn't on the front page. But if you read the whole lawsuit, you see how horrible he was to this poor guy. And uh, he was making fun of him and making him do all these kinds of things in his office. He defunded police. He gave money to the migrants 
$6 billion to illegal migrants instead of NYPD, FDNY. He, he, he has zero law enforcement uh, endorsements. No law enforcement endorses him. The guy's just trash. And for some reason, he, people like him in our district. I mean, Bay Ridge has turned into a neighborhood that I didn't grow up in anymore. There's, there's homeless people here. There's migrants. There's crimes. There's shootings. There's stabbings. It's, it's, it's very insane, Rich. And I don't know what it's going to take to flip the seat right yeah, you know, it's funny. We're seeing those same issues kind of spread all over the city. You've got Mayor Eric Adams every other day screaming that he can't house any more illegal immigrants. And uh, crime seems to be a trend in a lot of um, cities run by Democrats. And it's a big problem. It's Ultimately, um, I was talking about it earlier about Biden. His numbers are going down, in particular with blacks and Hispanics and it seems like the Democrats are souring on Biden, thinking maybe we should get rid of this guy. So I want to get your take on some of those issues as well when we come back. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're on with Mike Ragu. You know him as Mike Ragusa, former New York City uh, Council candidate. Uh, he's an investigator in the uh, jail at Rikers Island. That's in the Bronx, New York. And we're coming right back with him and your calls. 833-482-5337. 833-482-5337. Because critics on the right have noted that New York City is a sanctuary city and this migrant crisis comes with that territory. So what do you say to those who think uh, you relinquish your right to complain about the stresses it places on your city because of that? Well, I, I think that those comments coming from those far right Trump like Republicans who are continue to try to distort the reality uh, that uh, we do not have real immigration reform. Uh, that we should allow a true decompression strategy, uh, protect our borders in the right way, and make sure that when you look at this city, the status of uh, right to shelter, of no one who created this uh, decades ago uh, took into account that we were talking about uh, hundreds of thousands of people potentially coming to coming to the city. That's Mayor Eric Adams saying we never thought hundreds of thousands of people were going to come to New York City because um, we had this open door policy. What a pendejo, right? Who didn't see that coming? I think every Republican on the planet had been saying that, shouting it from the rooftops for for quite a while. But Eric Adams is now feeling the brunt of it. And I want to get a reaction from Michael Ragusa. You know him as Mike Ragu. He's the host of the Sunday Sauce, former New York City Council candidate. Mike Ragu, what what do you say to Eric Adams when you hear him uh, whining and complaining about all the immigrants that he invited? Well, you know, Rich, it's funny you say that because I think I remember September of last year he was on he was on TV saying we're a sanctuary city. Please come here. All right, no problem. And then he he's begging now he's begging Joe Biden for money, which is hysterical. It's really it's really hysterical because he invited them here, and he thought we were going to find money for them, find housing for them. New York City already has eighty thousand people that are homeless, minus the migrants that don't even have housing. They don't even want to go into shelters because these shelters are horrible. They're terrible. These shelters. So to have migrants come here and set them up at Floyd Bennett Field, in schools, in in abandoned hotels. jails, it's in, in hotels, five star meals. I mean, listen, we all came here. Our families came here as immigrants, but they did it legally. I have no problem with immigration, but it needs to be legal. It takes a while, yeah, but listen, you got to come here legally. I know many people came here legally. And they're actually upset that these people are just walking in through the border after they went through all those steps to become a legal uh, United States citizen. 
Now, you know, Mike Ragu, in New York City, Mayor Adams is having a, a very similar problem to what Joe Biden's having, where Adams is losing black support as well, because a lot of black mm-hmm. voters that voted him in feel like they're they're being betrayed by Eric Adams siding with illegal immigrants over the mm-hmm. black residents of the city that are saying, hey, where mm-hmm. are the services that we we needed? And you said you were going to get us more services and we don't have them yet. Um, there, there's a, a significant portion of African-Americans uh, and, and other races, but that are uh, a mentally ill, b homeless, and th- they're getting the short end of the stick in this deal. I want you to listen to this clip. Uh, number 12. It's of Congresswoman, what is her name? Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett. She's from Texas. Mm -hmm. She was on CNN yesterday, and she's uh, blaming Biden's drop in support amongst black Americans because she's saying that their feelings are dictating their reality. I say no, their eyes are dictating their reality. Listen to this. Here's the deal. Perception is reality. And so when you look at the data that was provided in this poll, it talks about how people feel. And when people decide whether they're going to the poll or whether they're not going to to the poll, it's all about how you feel in that moment. And so while the facts may not align with their feelings, their feelings are dictating their reality. Their reality is that they said that they feel better or they felt better when Trump was in office. But we've been trying to push back. We've got some very popular African-American artists that are out here saying things like, oh, I got checks when Trump was in office. I want those checks again, not understanding that that really came from Congress. Mm. So we've got a couple of things, the perception issue. And then we also have an issue as it relates to civics in this country and people not understanding exactly how any of this works. Mm. Now, Jasmine Crockett, I have to say, she I think she's misunderstanding this. I think people were making checks with Trump not because of the stimulus checks, but because they were out there making money. They were getting checks. They were getting the bag. People had a better time earning cash during the Trump years versus the Biden years. I think that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. And Democrats seem to be upset that things were better for a lot of people under Trump than they are now. Um, Do do you think that both either of these guys, whether it's Adams or, or Biden, do you think that they're going to be able to recover the ground that they've lost with uh, African-Americans? Well, the uh, I could say about Mayor Adams is that, so I work, like you said, I work at Rikers Island, do investigations. He comes there a lot, and he talks to the African-American population in Rikers Island, and, he get, you know, they, they, they like that kind of stuff, right? So um, I see him personally involved with the African-American community, but... It doesn't matter if you're involved. It matters if you actually, you know, do action, right? You promise them all these things. But, Rich, who are we kidding? This is the Democratic playbook. They, they promise minorities all these wonderful things. They take their votes. And then after that, they, dis, they just discard them, right? Am I wrong? Well, that seems to be the case. And I think that's exactly what Biden and Adams are both seeing, where they've taken this voting block for granted and the poll that she's talking about is the poll that I cited earlier is New York Times Siena poll where mm-hmm. they're they're showing that uh, Biden's, you know, has less than a double digit lead in any of the, the swing states uh, amongst mm-hmm. African-American or Hispanic voters. And it seems to me like this is going to be going downhill for him unless he's able to turn it around. And I don't know how effective he's going to be at turning it around at this point. He's only got a year to uh, essentially, you know, 
fix this wound that he's created for himself where blacks, Hispanics, uh, they're just, they're beside themselves. There's a Spanish radio station I listen to in New York City, and these guys have always been uh, to the left of center until recently where they're saying, you know what, we just can't tolerate the disrespect towards police. We can't, we can't deal with it. And they don't want to see fiery but peaceful, right? People actually want a safe city where they can take their kids out and not have to worry about things. So ultimately, I think the Democrats are cutting off their noses to uh, despite their faces. Anyway, Mike Ragu, let everybody know how they can find you and how, uh, how they can support the work you're doing. Well, you can go to thesundaysauce.com, listen to my podcast. It's free. Would love you guys to listen. And I'm banned from Twitter, unfortunately. For like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Instagram, at Mike Ragu. You guys can follow me. I post a lot of content. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I would love to hear from all you guys. All right, Mike Ragu, Michael Ragusa, thank you for being here with us, brother. I appreciate your insight from New York City.